if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going on Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Hello and welcome to Sunday Funday with Marcella Alonzo. Today I welcome Vince Caldera. Yes, thank you so much, Vince. And I am so impressed you came in early. A nice young comic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, I saw your interview with George Lopez. I was very impressed. You're very much a gentleman. Um. I was. I love the way you were because uh, I did do my research with you. And um, oh wow, you did a yeah. like deep dive. Um, I do all of, the best dive I can. I do like to see your comedy yeah. um, beforehand, so I could, you know, better get to know you. But I did see that interview with, and you were such a gentleman. So yeah, I was very very impressed. So Vince, tell us what brought you um, into the world of being a stand up comedian. Yeah, so um, I I grew up being raised by like my grandparents. You know, um, they they raised me and they would like uh, watch a lot of television, right? So uh, there was a night when I was probably like about ten years old where my grandparents mm-hmm. fell asleep. You know, after watching like their their novellas and their like Alex Tremo, right? Mm-hmm. I got the, I got the remote and I was channel surfing and I landed on Comedy Central. And I saw stand up there and it, it was where it's like, I felt like I had to keep turning around and looking back at them because it felt like I shouldn't be watching stand up. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, you're like, this, this shouldn't be happening. Right. But I was watching it and I saw this comedian named Maria Bamford. And uh, she was the first ever comic that I saw. And I just loved uh, the way that she was, you know, talking about these things and making them so funny. And I, she did it for, for such a long amount of time. And I just loved that. I love that someone could just pay attention to you and that you can say all these different things. And there's a moment that's created between you and the people watching you. And I love that. So in secrecy, I would watch a lot of like stand up while my grandparents would sleep. And um, as I got older, like high school, I was about like 16. I tried my first open mic and uh, I guess I got hooked on it and I've been doing it ever since. So from about 2012 to, to now, I've been doing stand up. Mar- she's the one that's the blonde right maria yeah that, that's right yeah uh, um my daughter i think worked with her my younger daughter um worked with her on fresh off the boat oh really yeah yeah and i i so that's how i was like wait a minute i recognize that name because i i've seen your interviews so yeah she's the blonde yeah wow she, so that was that was your very first comedian that was my very first comedian and to this day she's my favorite comedian. She's oh, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting her and um the nicest person. She's such a big advocate for stand-ups and uh yeah, the funniest person I've ever met. 
Wow. So you got to meet the person that inspired. Yeah, we all have that one person that we see that we're inspired um, with from comedy. Yeah. Who who do you do you have like a person that you love? Yes, I actually got to interview her. And that was like a moment for me. um, And she's been on the show. Her name is Sarah Contreras. And um, I so she's on one of the prior episodes. And um, it was a big deal when I saw like I did. I love comedy. You you know, growing up, I remember watching the old uh, Eddie Murphy back in the day, Bill Cosby. God, who's that one comic that um, George Carlin was one that I saw in person. I remember that was like, like I would refuse to watch any music. I'm not a music person, right? Oh, really? I'm not a music. And I'll tell you later why. Uh, <laughs> okay, perfect. But uh, I'm not a very big music person. So I always love stand up. But I remember seeing her because like I'm half Puerto Rican, I'm half Cuban. And she, re- I related to her so much and it kind of like um, inspired me. And that was like 20 years ago. And then I was one day on TikTok and I saw her and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I wanted <laughs> her, I wanted to interview her so badly. So I interviewed her and then I got to meet her and see her in person. And that was just, it's a great experience when you meet them and then they're cool in person. Yeah. Cause like you, you want them to be like the person that you see them as, right. You want them to be like kind and nice and everything. And thank, thankfully, like the people that I have met have been nice and kind, you know, mm-hmm. I, it, it helps me retain this image of like, Oh, you can be in entertainment and also be a nice person. Cause I feel like there's usually yeah. like stories like, Oh, they're, they're cool on stage, but they're, they're, you know, kind of a little different off stage, but it's, it's yeah. nice and relieving when you're like, yeah, you're good a majority around. I'll be real with you. Like when I was in LA and like, even here in New York, a majority of people I have met have been decent. Yeah. Like (laughs) decent for Hollywood. Like when people talk, you know how people nowadays are like talking Hollywood and they're like putting down Hollywood and this, and like, I've never seen anything funky with Hollywood. And if I've seen it funky, it's been with consulting adults, but like, you know how people (laughs) are like, they're drinking baby's blood or whatever. I've always seen like, like, shit's been pretty real like that it's only the people i've met that are big on ig that are like kind of like yo you got an attitude that's so interesting yeah it's like like social media personalities that you feel are a little bit more like oh they're the worst they're the worst yeah Yeah. don't get me near a tiktoker it's so funny yeah yeah no they they have a bunch of people praising them in the comments and stuff and they kind of let's it goes to their head right yeah 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 because i wanted to do skits one time with one guy and then he was like, and I hit him up and he's like, it's a thousand. I go a thousand dollars. Like somebody recommended him. And uh, he only had like, maybe he wasn't even a guest star. He was like a co-star series. And he was so arrogant. I was like, okay, bye. Like, That's nuts, man. <laughs> I, I know. It, I, I feel like if someone that like is also like in the same like artistic world as me and wants to collaborate, like I'll do that. Like I'll, I'll yeah. meet up with them and be like, I'll hear out your ideas and let's find some like common ground and make something. Right. Because like, well, if I like you and you like me, let's do it. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. Well, we're up for our cheddar. Yeah. That's, we're yeah. up for, there's difference. There's people that are up for their cheddar. And then there's people like that are just there because they like that feeling they get. And I could, if, if, if I, um, like my ultimate goal in my life, I just want to be a producer. I don't want to be in front of the camera. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just end up, I guess, cause I'm a female with, big ones that I end up in front of the camera <laughs> like it gets stigmatized like that yeah. so back to you enough about me um 
when was the first time you've actually performed like at an open mic or how was that yeah um one of the first times i performed um dude like i remember or i remember being like uh just so excited to try stand up i feel like i, I was mm-hmm. just like so nervous about hitting the stage and everything and there was a, a local show that i would go to um in highland park at this place called the cafe the leche mm-hmm. and uh this man named cornelius um was was hosting it he's hosting a monthly right and i told him i wanted to do it and everything and he's like well once you do like an open mic or two i'll give you your first like book show mm-hmm. and so um i did that and i went back up to him and he gave me my first five minutes and man it felt it felt so nice you know uh, mm-hmm. that someone was like do this and I'll I'll give you that first opportunity like it, it felt like like someone was listening to me and like they saw that I could do the thing that I wanted to do you know were you nervous were you like did you bomb did you like what was your feelings and your thoughts I'm just yeah uh, I I think I did okay and I think I'm fine with with having it gone okay because I feel like if it had gone poorly I would have like had like a really big shot to my self-esteem and then if it had gone too well I feel like I would have been like overconfident but I feel like it being just all right gave me enough juice to be like I want to work on this and I want to keep on getting better at it so that when I'm on here I feel comfortable because I feel like comfortability is such a big um, characteristic that someone should have when they're on stage yeah yeah especially because it's you got to go out there. It's like public speaking. If you've never done public speaking before. Yeah. I, the only public speaking I think I was doing was like in classrooms, like for presentations and stuff like that. I would like procrastinate and then kind <laughs> of like make it up on the spot and then mm-hmm. it would be okay. And I was like, okay, maybe I can bring this to what I'm trying to pursue outside of school. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Were you a good student? You look like you were a good student. That's so funny. I, I was a I was a good student. And then there were moments in high school where I wasn't where I felt like I had maybe like not I, I wasn't like thinking about my future. Like I wasn't thinking about college and stuff. But funny enough, through stand up, I think I started considering like higher education and stuff like that. Mm. What and what made you think of uh, higher education once you did stand up? That's interesting. Because I felt like the more well-rounded of a person I was and the more like educated I was like with books and like information, then I'd have more to talk about. I'd have more to contribute to my experience and to like an audience, you know, and I felt like I want to be the best that I can be, whether it's outside of this world or on that stage, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I have to keep learning. I have to keep meeting people because it's all about experience. Yeah, that's true because you've got to constantly get new material and just new situations and yeah. You know what I'm saying and new exactly. um I've noticed like different like with fem- I've noticed not and not any female comics we know, but I really mm-hmm. hate when I start seeing like too many female comics doing um about dating nonstop. I'm like, "Oh god, can we quit with another dating?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't mind if they share like their prior experience, but I hate um like the now, like the they're currently dating. Oh, I'm you know? dating now, or I went yeah. on this date and I'm on this app and 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 um I do like it when I see mothers talk about like I like seeing mothers like yeah. they talk about their kids because I can relate to that because I have two kids. And I feel like that brings out for female comics. You're right about experience because I've I've watched certain comics as they've gotten older, age, then their material as it starts changing. 
and and that's what that's what I want for myself is like mm-hmm. if someone decides that they like me a lot in the mm-hmm. standard world that like five years from now they can look at like a catalog of different like albums or whatever and see like one album represented this part of my life and then the next one this part yeah I like I always want to be able to grow you know I'm a comedy nerd buff like that though. I yeah. do go back and I do look at comics and I'll look at like their work as they progress. And um, cause I'll go through different, like the reason I did this podcast, I obviously like comedy and I'm in the entertainment business as well, but um, I've done that. Like I've been like, Oh, let me see exactly. you know, this person. And-, and, and, and it's cool. Cause like you're learning about them and like the, just generally, I think the human experience, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I wouldn't want for someone to to see that I'm doing like a new album or whatever. And they're like, I'm not going to get anything new from this. It's going to be the same stuff that they've been doing just another hour of it. I want them to be like, I wonder what this is about. or I wonder where they're taking it now. You know? Yeah. How many years now have you been a comic? Um, I'd say, I'd say probably like 10 because, um, the pandemic 10 years was was a little bit difficult. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of variables where it seemed like on and off, but I think I'll just accumulate everything into 10 years. Yeah. Wow. I didn't yeah. know this. And you're pretty at 20. Wow. Yeah. It is It is nuts to think about, like, it's been 10 years of, of pursuing something like this, you know, because it, it feels like it's just gone by so quickly. Yeah. Um, But I think it also makes me grateful because I've met some of my closest friends through stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's um, also gone. Yeah. Um, all the networking and, and everybody else in the same struggle as you. Yeah, no, exactly. Like people like get it, you know, because like sometimes when you pursue something creative, you can't really talk to your family that much about it because they don't entirely understand what it is to to do that. If, if they're not already a creative family, you know, so to have yeah. other people that you can vent to like, oh, this sucks, or I, I want to get this, or this is the next thing that I want, you know, it's cool that there's people that can hear you and understand what you want. Yeah, yeah, you do need that, especially when, because uh, I remember before I moved to LA, I told a friend, because um, it's a very interesting story why I got my SAG card, but I remember telling <laughs> a friend of mine, um, it was a way out for me to actually like Hollywood opened the door because I wasn't able to get any regular job for years. So, yeah. um, and I remember telling a friend of mine and she got, she was like, um, we need to check on. And I was living at Vegas in the time. And wow. um, she goes, you know, that dream is so unrealistic. I remember her like telling me something like I was practically crazy. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Cause they don't understand it, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. And- I think like there's like a healthy balance of people that like say, no, you shouldn't. And then people that encourage you because then it kind of like plays to to you deciding how much do you really want this? Yeah, yeah. You do need the people like checking you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's also like the the part, I guess, like the, the, the small part of me that has like spite in the sense of like, no, I want to prove you wrong. I want to prove to you that I can do this thing because I believe enough in myself to accomplish these things you know yeah. how does so when you first told your family how did they all um do you, react how, yeah react yeah. and deal with it well I, I remember I was my mom was like picking me up from school right and mm-hmm. um it was so like I think I, I just was thinking about it too much I thought about it too much and I was like I don't know how I'm gonna tell my mom that I want to do stand-up uh what is she gonna think of this 
And just like in my head, I felt so scared. But then I was like, hey, mom, um, I, I think I want to be a, a stand up comic. I think I want to do this. And there was like a beat. And uh, she's like, why? You're not even funny. But the thing was, like, I think she meant it like in this, not, like, not like in a malicious way, but more like she had never seen me be funny at home. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I could get that, you know, like, if there's like no evidence of like you being funny or a prankster, then like saying I want to be a stand up seems like so out of left field, you know. But since then, she's come around so much and she like goes to my shows and she regularly asks like, when's your next one? And yeah, and sometimes there's like little like, I guess, moments of embarrassment. But I know it's just like pride from her. But like, she'll tell me like, yeah, I I found your YouTube (laughs) clips and I was showing my friends and stuff like that. And like, that's so sweet to me, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. My mother would be like broadcasting everywhere. My my. (laughs) <laughs> i yeah. saw a meme in fact i saw a meme and it was showing my mom after i told her a secret and there was a camera crew and everything <laughs> there to the news uh but that's sweet she started going um to and you you're you're the oldest of four right oh uh, yeah I'm, I'm the oldest of four kids so um i have a, a brother that's going to be 21 next uh-huh. month and then um twin siblings boy and girl they're going to be 16 uh this week so yeah oh wow uh, oh okay so they so okay you're the youngest out of uh so the twins are just 16 they're just 16 yeah uh then the next one is 21 and then myself 27 so we're all kind of like we're all kind of like six years apart i i kind of like joke around that um we're all we were, were they were i got like a new sibling every time my dad was out of jail is what it felt like <laughs> oh man a new sibling every time so your father was a gangster yeah, well, like he, the way that he like says it is like I was never in a gang, but like he was kind of like around all these things that were happening. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, mm-hmm. like I just like being around that world. I feel like really like shaped my perception of like what I believe in and things like that. Like I feel like I understand like how difficult it was for them to get a job, how difficult it was for them to provide, and like the resources that they had access to were so limited. So sometimes it felt for them like that was the only option that they had uh to provide for the people that they cared about you know yeah it is it is hard people don't realize that when they incarcerate somebody when they come out they're like they have limit they can't just get a job just like anybody else it's very difficult yeah you get those those um job applications you have to check the box of like i i went to prison and all these sort of things and um it, it just it sucks because like people kind of have this image of you before they really even meet you. And that's what's that's what's really difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. And then they they per, um, it, it, it's just and also this country doesn't teach in the school like how to be um, have your own business. Yeah, which is kind of sad. There's a lot of life skills that I feel like uh, schools don't really uh, teach folks to, to have because I feel like it's just this idea of like education leads to higher education and then you get yeah. like your dream job when there's so many different ways to succeed. I mean, like th- in, in the way that we're talking about, like the arts, you've achieved success and been able to do it through different means. And I've been able to do it through different means, but we're still making it, you know, we're still doing right. it. We didn't have to just do one thing to get to the you know where we're at right and when I lived in LA 
what I thought was just, this was a thing. It was so deceiving when I lived in LA because growing up and I grew up in like Florida, the area, um, yeah. watching TV, all I saw was white faces. And yeah. I m- moved to LA and all of LAPD is um, predominantly Mexican. A yeah. majority of, I remember, if you, I remember recently seeing a teacher strike, all Mexican, right? Yeah. Like I'm looking at all brown faces and there was so many jobs like on set so many different unions when I did work like on tv shows or movies or whatever and I'm like why why is there not no programs to show the residents the locals like look if you like to sew you can get you know the in in, um I think I forgot what union it is but it's it's the grip union actually for the department you know yeah yeah yeah, like everything that there's all these different skills that you could do on set and you're right in Los Angeles. Why aren't schools like incorporating stuff with the studios Yeah, to get people? And it was, it's, it's kind of. It, it is like a little, it is, I mean, it is disappointing that that's not like the case where you can show people mm-hmm. other worlds that are there. And yeah. like to what you're saying, I feel like just being able to like, you, you can't be what you can't see, right? So like right. to just show kids that they can be all these other things uh i think is so important and valuable you know yeah. like that i had i not seen stand-up i don't know what i would be pursuing right now you know like this right. has been the best outlet for creativity and and for frustration for me you know like if something has been difficult i'll talk about it um and it, it's felt so um reprieving you know <laughs> Wow. Yeah. God, you, that's great. You, you found at, at such a young age. Yeah. It, it guided you and you, so how old exactly were you when you first 10 yeah. years old? When I saw Stan, I was like 10 years old. So like maybe fifth grade could be 11 years old, but um, wow. yeah, fifth grade and is it when just, I, it just stuck in your mind. That's amazing. Yeah. It's people, also like, it, it oh, also what were like, you going to say? Sorry. Um, also, like, I think I wasn't really exposed to the arts a lot. Like, my family doesn't come from, like, um, a, a place that, like, loves the arts. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, very working class. My uh, grandpa worked in a grocery store his whole life. My other grandfather worked uh, uh, for Edison as, like, the custodian and such. And so mm-hmm. I felt like a lot, of their, a lot of their fear, I think, too, was that stand-up doesn't have stability, and the jobs that they pursued had that stability and security. So anything that felt away from that seemed like a bad idea to them. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, go get your pension. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. Health yeah. Insurance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why we need to fight for our rights with uh, what's going on now with SAG and the WGA. You know, we need to get these studios on board properly so we could you know what I mean? Get our, get our stuff moving and get our benefits. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it, we're, we're not only like fighting for ourselves, but for like other people okay. and other organizations and workforces too, that might end up coming across this problem. Yeah. Yeah. So where is it now? Like in LA that uh, you like to perform and all that, what places? So I'm, I'm, uh, I started in the alternative scene of standup. So uh-huh. um there's the alternative scene there's like the club scene so the clubs being like the the ice house the hollywood improv comedy store and the alternative scene that i started in is like people's backyards uh coffee shops um a a bookstore things like that um Mm. so right now 
I'm at the point where I'm doing both. So I can do like someone's weird backyard show and then also go do like the Laugh Factory or the Hollywood Improv. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think right now it's just finding the spaces that I feel like I want to work on this. Let me try it here and let me try it here and see if the same joke works at both places. Right. I'll just see the different audience and all that explore. Yeah. Are you working at, is it Chatterbox or what's the? Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I host a weekly open mic uh, mm-hmm. or yeah, a weekly open mic with my buddy uh, Daniel Cabral and Luis Lemus at the Chatterbox. Uh, mm-hmm. We're one of the hosts that are on rotation. So um, once a month, we'll host that, but it happens every week. And mm-hmm. in the same way, uh, we also host uh, one of the booked shows that they have on Sunday. Oh, okay. And that that place isn't it? Um, that's the weed spot, or no? It's a it's a uh, a bar in Covina. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. That it's not the one that where people can smoke, right? Or am I getting that one mixed up? Is it? In I think you might have it mixed up, but um, it is a great place for stand up. They have a lot mm. of great, like established comics and up and coming comics that are like really um, developing a good stand up show, a good stand up scene. Oh, okay. I'm probably mixed. I haven't been to LA now in about a year. Mm. So now I'm all curious because I want to go see all these places. Yeah, no, definitely. If you're ever wondering where to go, I'll like, I'd be happy to make a list of the shows to hit up. I I love making lists and telling people hit up this person, hit up that person. And um, my oldest lives in Austin. Have you been there yet? I was just in Austin like uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. Because I'm so, I want to go over there. And Mm -hmm. she's like, no, don't come. She's in college. So um, the oldest one's in college over there. And she's like, no, mom, you don't. And I'm like, but I want (laughs) to go over there. I heard everybody's over there. Um, what tell me about Austin going over there? Because I'm yeah. So granted, I was only there for like two days. So Mm -hmm. I I might have the best uh, report on Austin. But um, yeah, I mean, when I went there, there was a lot of parts that kind of like reminded me of Los Angeles since, I mean, there has been like a, a great movement of people from L.A. to Austin and just Texas in general. But there are like a lot of like uh, hip shops, like vintage clothing stores, like um, uh, some like n- like aesthetically nice dining spots and then things like that. The comedy scene, I just saw like a little part of it, um, but I went to like this place called Roscoe's and um I did like a another place called Upstage, which I believe is also in um, that area. But the scene looked cool in terms of comedy. It seems like there's a lot of people hustling to get up on stage as much as they can and like earning, um, you know, some some money on the side too. Because mm, so, I've heard a lot of people flocked over there. Yeah, a lot of folks. I think like Joe Rogan brought a lot of folks from here to there because they got frustrated with comedy here. During the pandemic, when everything was closed, I think. Yeah, when everything was closed, because we, I guess, like, um, our mandates were a little different than what was in Texas. So people were able to just, like, go from here to there and, in a sense, like, start over. Oh, I see. I see. And some people, yeah, because I I came to back to New York in 2019 before that. And I didn't know what clubs to go to that I like and I have my favorite clubs here which is like the stand is my favorite it currently in New York I don't care for yeah. the comedy cellar I know comics like the comedy cellar but as yeah. a chuckle fucker I like the <laughs> <Yeah>. stand <laughs> I'll, say this. I'll do it this standpoint I'm the chuckle fucker I like the stand but um I didn't really I don't care for the I personally don't care as a customer going in for a comedy cellar 
to- totally, totally. I, for I, me, but it could be opposite for you. You know what I'm saying? An experience. Totally. I those two clubs I haven't checked out yet, but you actually brought me to this question really quickly because I, I just want to know if if you have or not. But um, have have you wanted to do stand up before? Have you tried it? Because no, you... I want to be a producer, and I just want to tell people what to do. Ultimately, that's fun. I like that. That's a good answer. <laughs> like, I really want to be. Um, like, I am going to go. I'm all excited. I'm going to go to UCB over here. I don't know how good it is in New York versus LA. Yeah. I'm like mad at myself. Why didn't I do this in LA? Um, when I lived there, I was there ten years. What was I doing in LA for yeah. that time? You know what I'm saying? I like UCB. I do like UCB. You do? I, I want to go club. for the writing over there. So that's what I want to do. But um, I, you know, when you really re- like, I love working out, but I don't want to teach any fitness classes. And I love comedy, mm. but yeah. I'm a Gemini, and I'll get bored of something if I'm. A, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If I start doing it, what happens is then I don't like comics. Then I get, um, then I get, uh, like I've been an IG thought for a couple of years now, you know, like, and I can't stand (laughs) IG models, but yeah, if I start doing something that I really like, then I'm not going to like it. And then I'm going to abandon it, you know, and Mm. I might be sick and twisted afterwards or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Comedy can be very like um, disappointing too sometimes where like you go and you're like, well, I'm at the show. The show is in a in a bookstore. It's not supposed to be here or it's outside. You know, there's also a lot of moments where it's just like, I, at least for me, where I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, like this seems like it's too much, like it's overwhelming. Yeah. In the sense of like in the sense of like, um, like I've been to like open mics that are like at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like, this shouldn't be happening. This is a bad idea. <laughs> oh, 12. Who goes that early? Yeah, However, that's... tomorrow mm-hmm. they are having a brunch at the stand and I'm kind of like tempted to go. But who does that? <laughs> like <laughs> the brunch, the brunch seems like a good idea, at least in the sense of like it's it's social yeah. versus like someone being like, it's 12 o'clock. I'm going to go tell six people jokes in a cafe. You know, I feel like that's the that's the big difference. <laughs> yeah, I, I like like you know to me like a perfect date night or you go out or whatever would be um a comedy club you have a couple drinks and maybe a nice dinner somewhere and then you go home I can't do um or if I am going to hear music maybe be a live jazz room but it's not um I don't like crowded places like is that why you don't like music well you want to hear why I don't like music I was, I was real as soon as you said it, I was so intrigued. I was like, okay. why? Well, yeah. you haven't listened to any episodes. I had one guy go, okay, I heard you on other episodes. And I'm sure my guess, I was a stripper for many years. Okay. Oh, I see. And I worked at nude clubs. Okay. Do you get where I'm going from? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I hear certain songs and I will never eat a roast beef sandwich afterwards. <laughs> you yeah. understand? Yeah. So, I for a year so that's why like that's why hollywood like opened the door to me here i i was a young mom i'll tell you my story i mm. had my oldest kid at 16 i'm old as shit i'm old enough to be your mom okay you um, might be the same age as my mom my I mom probably, at 16 she how, oh she did okay i'm yeah. older than her okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm older than her that's embarrassing um but basically i was a young mom you know and i'm like 
in, in early 90s or whatever. And I tried getting jobs, places. And I remember I worked when I was like, before I returned 18, I worked at this one place and like, they would always cut my hours and they would give the mm-hmm. white girls all the hours. You know what I mean? Like oh, they would fuck. go flirt with the owners. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and so I had nothing to do, but so then I went into stripping. And that's how I took care of my kids. You know what I mean? So I put it through the oldest one through Catholic school, did whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, Was very blessed to have a lesbian daughter. So thankful (laughs) for that because I'm not an Awella. Um, And so I never really, so days off, I don't want to hear music. So when I was young, it was like comedy, like would make me happy. It would make me, I would enjoy it. Or I would go to comedy clubs or, you know, different artists. And I, I get excited over different comics. So I've always loved it and I've had a passion for it. Um, But I've turned down Beyonce's concert. Literally. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, how, a, that's a big that's a big choice yeah that, yeah that's a that was an easy choice for me I'm like no no yeah. you know what I'm saying like and I and and kind of I look at different comics sometimes I'll be fans of different comics and I look at it like guys look at girls getting them off their um post so it's like mm, oh yeah. I saw that comic knock them off my bedpost that's what that comic yeah, so yeah. I I I know it's kind of a sexual analogy but like that's how I look at comedy you know what I'm saying like yeah. I, I like that. I mean, one thing that like I am I'm wondering because you love comedy so much. Is there anything in stand up that you see that you don't like? Like, is there anything that you don't like when a stand up does this or that? Like, for me, sometimes it's like when a comic just like yells and that's like their punchline. Like they'll just yell it out or they'll say like they'll say the word funny. You know, like I feel like those are like some things that. Well, I have to tell you, I'm really loving to see different Latino comics more mm. um, because it, their material tends to be so much more relatable because it's kind of like, um, so I do enjoy whenever I'm, and that's kind of why I'm going kind of this route where I'm enjoying. So I, yeah. if I'm going to see a comic, there's something that has to be relatable Far too many. I see so many comics that I'm like, how are they so famous? Like, what? yeah, absolutely. What? And then I've seen some. I won't name. Well, none of the comics that I've had on this are all the comics I've had on this show have been good. But I have seen certain female comics, mm-hmm. um, predominantly, you know. And I've been like, and I'm like, who are they fucking to get this publicity? Because they're not <laughs> funny at yeah. all. Like, yeah. like, and then I'll see like another comic and I'm like, why aren't they this person? You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah. But there's, some, there's some people where you're like, they, they deserve to have more eyes on them versus yeah. a person who might not have as much, I guess, originality. Right, right, right. right. I think that's what's like, for me, I think that's what's like frustrating about the internet sometimes is that that algorithm feels kind of like a lottery in the sense of like, you can throw out a bunch of videos and then one of them will be a hit. And then people will gravitate towards you, right? Yeah. Um, and other times you can have someone that consistently posts good stuff, but it just gets like, yeah, nothing, you know. Oh, that fu- doesn't that fuck with you or no? That's it really, dude, it, also, it honestly does because I'm like, wow, does like the internet hate me? Like, does Apple hate me? Oh like, no, 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 no. Hold, hold yeah. on. I saw this girl. I, I'm not even going to mention who she's named. She's on TikTok. She's a white girl, and she interviews and she does podcasts and um. Well, I'll say it. She interviewed Drake and everybody and yeah. she was on Good Morning America. Uh, and I like Jenna Bush. I like Jenna, you know, like she's a very good interview. She was interviewing her and she goes. And and her thing was she's absolutely boring as an interviewer. 
Yeah. And she's got all these followers, but she's like, okay, is that all you're going to do? Is that, uh-huh, what? And she's doing it with no, mind you, I'm doing way more emotion than she is. She's like, yeah, yeah do you do that? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And then they're yeah. praising her. And I'm like, the she has no personality. Like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's, and this is just like my opinion on it. But um, I feel like sometimes people like to celebrate like white mediocrity. Or people yes. Can, like, okay. Good. You said it. Minimum. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You said it for me. Thank you. Because when I say it, I get called like a racist. <laughs> I'll say, I mean, I, I have, I have right. jokes about they, stuff like this. So I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. It's like they do the bare minimum. She was like, yeah, is that all you're going to do? Yeah. And she's on Good Morning America. And me, I'm like, what more do I have to do in my lifetime? <laughs> yeah. No, it it is frustrating because like so many people are are given the keys to the kingdom without having earned them, right? And then a lot of people have to go in through the back door or like oh. dig under just to get or into- give up the back door, give yeah. up the back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's that too. You know what I'm saying? But no, it- a thousand percent. And that yeah. I guess that is what's frustrating about this whole world of of um, entertainment and the arts, right? Yeah, it is a weird weird thing with social media like what gets pushed and what doesn't get pushed and um like I have I'm have a very big chess you know some is unfortunately well (laughs) it's benefited me many ways but like I have to be so careful on social media and cover Mm -hmm. myself um and like I lost my TikTok and I was devastated because I was just like talk I was like I was covered and everything and then I see somebody like doing the most and I'm like what? yeah it's weird how like it's it's selective and stuff like that I mean like even with TikTok I think when it first like um uh came out it was suppressing viewership from content creators that were like of size so if you're like a little bit bigger um deliberately they would not show some of your content and that that was crazy because there are people that are kind of like controlling who gets seen, who gets eyes on them, you know? But I did see one big girl and she blew up and I'm still like, how? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, what's going on? Like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Um, so I just like now with TikTok, I'm like, I lost my account. I was like, screw it. Bang it. <laughs> I think what sometimes is like relieving though too, because like I'm sure you have this on on your account because you have like a lot of followers, but like you can see your insights, like yeah. you can see like who's following you and what's working and what's not. I feel like that at least makes me not go crazy because I'm like, all right, people are seeing this at least, and I know who is doing it and for how long and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I I when I was researching you on your IG, you have a lot of good comics liking your stuff. Yeah, I I mean that. It's really cool because I've been able to meet so many amazing people and like, it just feels good knowing that like I can make something and like someone else like fucks with it. They're like, oh, I like that. You're funny. Yeah, um, I was impressed it, when I looked at your IG. I thank was. you. Yeah. I, I don't have a ton of followers, but I feel like for me, it just feels like it's the people that are following me that make me feel good about the stuff that I'm making, you know? Yeah. Who, yeah. any comics that you met that you were like, wow, I just met so-and-so like, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, for me, like, I've already like like hit like the the people that like I really like. Like, meeting Maria has been like the best for me, just because like that's the person that inspired me to do this. So mm-hmm. that's always been like my number one. But um, 
I don't know. Like, I there's been like celebrities that I've met that I've been like, oh, this is cool. Like meeting Will Smith was really nice. I used mm-hmm. to work for him for like a little bit um, mm-hmm. in his camp, and he was always really nice. Uh, I met Jamie Foxx briefly once, and I think that was the the time that I was like the most starstruck because he's he's so talented. I think he's oh, so. Oh ta- yeah, yeah. He's very talented. I wish I could play some sort of instrument. <laughs> yeah. Right. Him. Yeah. I've met him a long, long time ago before, and he was very, very nice. Yeah, so I I think what's what's cool is like um, that you're able to come across people that like you can introduce your work to, and they'll be like, "Oh, I like this," and you can like you can be on their radar, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, that's cool when you do get that connection with the right like with certain people, and you have that moment. You're like, "Wow," you notice? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a good feeling. Have you, so tell us, have you been touring or are you attempting the touring or what are your plans? Yeah. So like at the moment, um, I, I just gotten back from Texas. Uh, I was in Austin for like a weekend and then I went back the next week to, um, to open up some shows for my friend, Ralph Barbosa. He was doing his Netflix special. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I opened up that and, uh, now I'm going to go like on a small leg of his tour. Uh, I'm going to be joining him in Kansas city. Uh, I'm going to join him in Vegas Miami, Orlando. Um, I think that's what I can think of off the top of my head, but that's that's a tour. That oh, I y'all aren't going to New York? They they might be. I, I just oh, okay. those are just the cities that I'm joining him for right now. Right, right, right. Um, and then I have a special that's going to be coming out later this year, and I'm working on uh, another stand up album. So I oh. have like a lot of different projects that I'm hoping to to get done in the in the next few months. Wow, so you've got your special. This is your like second special, or this will be my first one. My first one, uh, I recorded it last year, and in the meantime, I've just been like kind of uh, tying up loose ends, like mm-hmm. getting like, a documentary element of it included, and um, just trying to make sure that that I'm happy with with what it looks like, you know. Oh, wow. and what do you think would make you happy with the perfect special? With the perfect special. Like I want, I want to be able to look back on it in five years and feel like I made a good decision. Like, like this was good. It represents um, uh, a part of me that like I want to show people and it introduces folks to the kind of comedian that I am, you know, like there's a lot of elements that I talk about. Like I talk about my parents being incarcerated, coming from like that gang world, uh, living in a neighborhood that's been like, that's currently being like gentrified and everything. And a lot of stuff in between. Um, and for me, I feel like that really captured a point in my life where I felt like frustrated. And I wanted to record that and put it out. So uh, my hope is that maybe there will be someone that sees it and they like identify with it. And they'll be excited for my next thing, you know? Oh, that's so cool. Um, so I did, I remember at the, I think it was the George Lopez interview, you were talking yeah. about, you used to get on the bus all by yourself to go visit your parents. So or- I, I used to, um, yeah, well, I think there was like a moment where like I used to take the bus to go to open mics and stuff. Uh-huh. So like navigating the, the LA bus system, it's not the best. You know, wow, you even took the bus to open it, mics. Yeah, so I would take like. I take like the two, the six oh three, uh, eighty four, all that sort of stuff, just to just to make it to open mics. You know, like school would end, I'd try to find a place that I could go to right after, and then hopefully I'd make it on time. Um, but yeah, uh, that I think that's that's how much I wanted it. Is like I'll take the bus. Wow, 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really, really you were really dying to do stand-up. Oh, but you but your parents when you were young, back to the question when you yeah, were yeah. young, did you used to go visit them, right? Because I remember you saying that. Uh, I, think- I think I know I think I know what you're talking about. Um that when I would go visit my dad in prison, there'd be like um like a connecting bus that would go from one place and then take you over oh, to, to okay. see him. So yeah. I'd, I'd hop on one of those and then I'd see him like It'd be like the setup of like the glass and like the telephone and like seeing them like that. Oh, and I think you said something about the snacks. It was. Oh, yeah. Okay. My, see, <laughs> this is so funny. Like whenever I tell someone that how, why I like uh, those Keebler fudge stripe cookies, it's because I would eat those when I went to go visit my dad. It was one of the cookies that they had in the vending machine. So that'd be the one that I always got. And whenever I eat them now, it reminds me of, of that time. Oh, yeah. I, I don't understand. I I think it's sweet. Some people are like, "What the hell is she talking about?" But like, you it, know, it's weird, right? Yeah. It's I, I totally get where you're coming from because we all have those memories in our childhood that, uh, you, my father was he was a gangster, yeah, um, and he did certain things. You know what I'm saying? And, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I know we what you're all about, have yeah. those memories that are kind of we cherish when we were young, but if, we can't share with everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then they're like, huh? What? Like, I think I remember telling somebody yeah. something and they're like, oh my God, you went through that. And I'm like, and I'm still alive. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm fine like... with it. Doesn't bug me. I think it bugs you more. You know, it is like, weird when someone else like reacts so like like um like weird to like your own memory. They're like, "Oh, how could that happen?" or whatever. And you're like, "I mean, things are fine. You know, I'm okay." Like I used to, I used to see my mom fight women like all the time uh, around my around my neighborhood, and like she'd like really like throw down and stuff. And I'm sure like to other people, that seems like such a traumatic thing. But I was like, "That's just my mom. That's just who she was." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, my, my, my daughters have told me a couple stuff through the year. No, my, <laughs> yeah. my, no, my youngest has told me, mom, you know, what the hell? She goes, I thought every, but she said something about, cause I have like, I'm well, like I have big breasts. Right. Mm-hmm. And she told me this recently. She goes, why the hell did you? And I have really small, which by the way, I'm going to downsize soon because they've been in there too long. Gotcha. Um, she goes, Mom, I thought everybody, every woman was going to have gigantic breasts just like you. And she goes, then one day I went to a friend's house and her mom was changing and she had nothing. And then I knew what the hell? Like, she, <laughs> so I she, I go, what? they're just big. Like, I can't help it. They grew too on top yeah, of it. Yeah. You know, but she was, I, I guess I did that to her. And then my, uh, yeah, my, my oldest daughter told me also about, because I was a single parent with the oldest one with both of them I ended up being a single parent um but she goes yeah because I really busted my ass to send her to a catholic school and yeah. she they, they, she goes well mom they they made me and this other boy go to this class and his parents were divorced and you know you were and it was about marriage and say um, like doing the right thing and 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 um properly I forgot what she was saying conforming to the church and oh I see yeah, they took her to yeah. the separate class and she would have to go every once in a while. And she shared that with me. And I said, well, I went to ESL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all went to some messed up class. They had me in ESL for years and I was born in this country. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do like that. Everybody kind of does go to um, another classroom. I had that in fifth grade where like, they're like, all right, guys, uh, we're going to go to advanced math is over here. And then the other class is over here. And I think when they did that and they separated us, I like I legitimately felt so sad. I think I almost cried, too. And they were like, all right, guys, we have se- we have separate math classes now. And like, I was like, oh, is something like wrong? Like, did I do something wrong? Yeah, that doing that to kids can be, you know, but she I remember her sharing with me that she went to that special class. And I was like, well, I was just a single parent. You know, what did you want me to do? Buy a husband like they didn't have (laughs) build a husband or like a build a bear or whatever. But, you know, I had to do what I had to do. You got an education, didn't you? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I did it. Uh, How was it for you growing up with a teenage mom? Um, I feel like now as an adult, like I, I realized like, man, she did a lot for me. And I feel like sometimes there were moments where I didn't realize that. Um, there there were some moments where like she she like was out doing her thing, like kind of still partying and still being like um a teenager, right? Yeah. And she had like some some help from my grandparents. So a lot of it was her like going out and about and doing her stuff and then coming back, but um there was like a moment where she would like you know be working a lot come back home late and then I'd see her like really like putting in this effort to be present and now as an adult I think like oh man to be 16 and have a child and to have all these different responsibilities and fears like I can't I can't fathom that and I can't like I feel like I can't be upset at her because I don't know what I would have done in her position right because you you have to think you would have been nine years old now like you you would have had a nine-year-old at your age and imagine you having a nine-year-old and 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 I can't and like I I have nothing but love for my mom for doing what she did you know and yeah I I I cannot pass judgment on her because I don't know what it was like to make oh, the choice that she made. have you always did you ever have a rebellious time when you were young I was like such a nice kid that's what my mom always talked you about. are such, such a, a nice you <laughs> are I you that's why I, before the episode I was like oh you'd be perfect for my younger daughter (laughs) she's too but she's not there yet she's not mature enough like wait till she's 21 I'm gonna hunt you down like my my mom would always talk about like yeah you like never cried you never did this and like you you made it easy to like raise you and I was like man okay cool I'm like yeah yeah so I'm, I'm glad that she had a pleasant experience with me you know but my oldest is I had her at 16 and she think about it's something about the egg being fresh and new. <laughs> yeah. it's so good. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because I the same experience that you're sharing I had with my oldest. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Like if the youngest would have been born first, I would have never had the second one. The oldest was she never cried. I was going to college with her. She was so good. Now she's just a little bit of a like a pain she's a little bit now of a pain because i'll be like can you figure this shit out for your sister yeah (laughs) mom is burnt and i always tell my kids i'm burnt and crispy i've had a hard life (laughs) yeah figure this shit out i swing on the pole so you had this good education (laughs) yeah now now it's your turn do a little do a little something yeah yeah do a little something because i don't have that hot body anymore to go make the money (laughs) for it because i needed because the youngest is going to college and i can't like there's like it's been a long time since i've been in college okay it's been a long long time we're not going to talk how long but (laughs) the youngest is going 
I can't figure it, figure certain things out. And now we're paying out of state tuition, which means mommy has to pay out of state tuition, right? It, it's a lot out of state. What a difference just like a few miles can make when it comes to that tuition, right? It's like thousands upon thousands of dollars. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to remind you of how expensive oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah. So no, that's okay. That's okay. So I just wanted the oldest to talk to the young, you know what I'm saying? And she was kind of like snippy. She needs to learn. She needs to be an adult. You know, I had to listen. You had a lot of advantage because my thetas were up high. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When you were young and now times are tough for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I am older. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't because I could pay for like when my my older was young, I would pay for all this tutoring and all this other stuff. Or you were throwing all the best resources that you yeah, could. I yeah, I did because I was getting that money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I mean, and, yeah, yeah. And now times are just you know now as I've gotten older, the youngest one she was smart, but um, she was gifted, but she she had a rebellious time. She had a rebellious time. And now she's slowly getting out of it. We just have to get rid of the current boyfriend. Mm, yeah. And, and feel like bring... that's contributing to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said you would be so nice and perfect for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. I'm so bad. I'm like, yeah, because the current boyfriend. And she said to me recently, because she was in there, she goes, listen, he may not have a brain, but if oh somebody bangs down the door, I feel safe. And I'm like, then I was like, okay, I kind of understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. That's funny. The, yeah. the brain thing is also so funny. It reminded me of the of the Wizard of Oz scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the current one isn't. Um, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of French fries loose in that brain. And, you know. I like saying? that. That's I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna. Yeah. Go it. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, loose go ahead. <laughs> got too many loose french fries no like he he's just like and then he got a tattoo all in the neck like wow. the, yeah and one minute he was a spotify rapper and then he wants to be a ufc writer and then he i i, I don't know what next the kid wants to but he's yeah a lot of moving pieces right he, yeah but with no, and, and moving in the brain with a yeah, yeah yeah a lot of so, wiggle room so so She's doing, the little one is doing good now. She took that year, that old Generation Z's, t- you know how Generation, are you, you're, you're still millennial, right? I think, uh, I think I'm Gen Z, uh, 96. Oh, I remember that year very well. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, uh, let's see. Uh, Gen Z. Let's research this. Uh, researchers in popular media use the mid to late 1990s as starting birth years. So I am Gen Z. Oh, okay. She took that year off of college that you guys are taking. So now I won't talk to you like a millennial. I'll talk to you like <laughs> yeah, I talk yeah. to you. She took that year off. Mind you, she was second in class, but she took that year off to because to find herself or whatever. Yeah, and, self-discovery, and- right? Listen, I, there was no self-discovering in my day. Like at all. <laughs> it was get out, get that money. And pay the rent. Like I didn't know. I get it. Rent was way cheaper back then, but um, there was none yeah, of that. It, it it doesn't mean that your problems weren't real. You had like real things to take care of. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are luckily things have changed, and I'm loving 
you know, I can say like, I was so happy when I had you on because like, again, I'm going to share, I love your look. You know what I'm so saying? Sweet. You love, you. you look like this nice boy that I would just dream of my daughter bringing <laughs> her dream. You know what I'm saying? And I would accept the comedy. Lord, are you listening to me, please? I would accept the comedy. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I would that. accept. I would That's be blessed. So Yes, I would be blessed. Yeah. I'd be like, look, he's creative, you know. <laughs> he's like, a writer. <laughs> he's a writer. He's smart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You guys may go to the gun range together. The safe, <laughs> but you know, um, I'm loving the look because I, you know, it's nice to see. I've interviewed a lot of comics, and I love all, um, like Stephanie Tahada. I first interviewed, and I love her little skits and everything, and. There was a couple other um, female comics and I'm loving this variety of Latino comics, but it's not so stereotypical. It's, it's like real, like family, like, like it's what you see in your family because you get what I'm saying. um, It's real world. It's not um, like, why do we all have to be so stereotypical with, you know what I mean? And I have like a spectrum of what we can be or the other. There's so many different versions of us and and it's folks like yourself that are doing the the great service of introducing people to to folks like myself or to like other comics that have been on here to really emphasize like, this is real. Like we have different people, different perspectives and that's cool. We can all exist on the same plane and that's fine. Yeah. 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 I really was trying to bridge though, all the Latino comics in a way, like I would love to do that more, but like, I feel like, I don't know, like East and West over here and then you got <laughs> yeah. Miami over there. Like it's all like a different agenda and I'm trying to slowly, I would love to do it sort of like what John Leguizamo is trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Find a, find a good way to, to be the connector. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I see he in the entertainment world, I see he's kind of like, he had a very good series that's on Peacock. Everybody, by the way, go support it. Um, and he's like, he's having, you know, he went to like East LA and then he interviewed people there and then he went to Miami and then he went to New York and then he went to Washington DC mm-hmm. and he, and I hopefully it gets a second season, but it was a very great way of you knighting different people. And I would love to do that with comics and, and be like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, here's places you could go in New York to perform or here's this, but it's been a very it's hard in a way. Yeah. yeah, it is hard. I think you're doing it and you're doing it successfully. I mean, you're doing a great job. And I think that's such a cool thing, too, to introduce people to the different scenes that exist because we're all so different. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, we, all the comics are all so different, different material and everything. So what do you want? What are your aspirations now for the future? What are you looking to do for the future? Oh, yeah. I would love to write uh, an animated show. I think that'd be really cool. I love cartoons very much. Uh, uh-huh. So if I could make a cartoon, I think that'd be really awesome. Um, I would love uh, within the next five years to have uh, three stand-up specials, whether it be uh, some that are owned through a network or the ones that I self-produce. Uh-huh. Um, I would like to write on another TV show. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just want to keep on doing that sort of stuff. I love this full. I think it's been great um and i feel oh, like that is such so so 
you know, what's sad is right now there's a strike and they can't promote it. For everybody out there listening, I personally, I as Marcel Alonso, love this fool. This is, it's been one of the, the writing is one of the best. Um, it, I, it brought me back to living in LA. It was like, oh my God, this is the realest. Yeah. Latino shit I have seen in the world and when I first saw the first season I was like that was it was just it's amazing it's so everybody needs to go watch it and then when they leave their house um turn on Hulu put the show and just let it run and play in the background <laughs> yes yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> you know what I'm saying so <laughs> we can all help if you are out there and you are of Hispanic descent out there let's all do the justice don't be you know a little hater because oh my god <laughs> I, I didn't like that you know um so yeah i'm just speaking for myself because i like to try plugging in that show as much as possible no greatly appreciated really yeah. um as far as like my timeline of stuff those are some of the things that i like to do and anything else that comes along with it i'm mm-hmm. so grateful yeah, yeah. Well, you were you were just awesome to interview and I appreciate you coming on here. And I love when I get a chance to interview young comics just like you. Um and I I really hope the best because uh, uh you know, you I saw some of your bits and they're good. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Thank you for for giving me the chance to speak with you and this was so much fun. Yeah, could you please tell my audience so they can buy out all your tickets to all your shows. Um, yeah. <laughs> subliminal message there. Let yeah. everybody know where they can find you and follow you and all that. So, yes. Yeah, so um, uh, you can follow me on either Instagram or TikTok. Uh, my handle is at Vince, V-I-N-C-E underscore Caldera, C-A-L-D-E-R-A. I'll be posting up all shows and uh, clips and such. And um, that's probably the best way to keep updated on the stuff that I'm working on. And thank you so much for coming on Sunday Funday. Thank you so much.